This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Deadline day is here and we've got a phone-in show to talk about what is and has to be the most exciting, the most riveting, the most, I was going to say sensual then, that's the wrong word, <laughs> but I'm going to say that this is one hell of a transfer window for all the wrong reasons. Hello and welcome to the Gunatal. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal phone-in show. The opportunity for you to tune in, to join in and to listen uh, to the thoughts of not just me, um, but uh, other listeners as well. And people that have, of course, their their burning thoughts that they want to give uh, on Arsenal and on the topic, of course, of the transfer window. It is currently still open. As we sit here at six o'clock on Thursday evening, the transfer window has not yet closed. So who knows? Could we be in for a big surprise? I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that relatively confidently as well. Um, but it's been a week. It's been a month, uh, I think, of, of frustration for a lot of supporters that wanted to see something and they've not seen that. And so we have to put the question to you. Did Arsenal fail in the Arsenal in Arsenal's January transfer window? Did Arsenal not achieve what they should have done during this window? Is there things that they could have done that they didn't? Or do you think that ultimately they couldn't have failed because there was nothing for them to succeed in during this window because of profit and sustainability regulations, because obviously of the the squad that we've got right now, we've got players coming back, or maybe there wasn't the players out there available during this window for Arsenal to go and get. I want to hear from you. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear what you've got to say on it. And that means, of course, we're going to open up the phone lines to our guests, to our panellists, to you listeners that are joining us on this deadline day. If you would like to get involved and like to have your say on this topic, uh, if you phone in now, you will get on. What we find is obviously as the phone lines get a bit busier towards the uh, as the show continues to go on. 
So if you want a chance to have your say, I'd get yourself into position ASAP to be able to call in. The link to do so is in the description. You might need to refresh the screen uh, the stream and go back into the show to see it. Um, but the link is there. I'll also be spamming the chat box throughout with the link um, for uh, for you to join. So if you'd like to get your thoughts heard, like to have your uh, feelings known and give your own view, then please do drop into the call by clicking the link that is continuously in there. Whilst we wait for our callers to join, of course, I'll be engaging with you all in the chat box. Uh, with it being such a quiet January transfer window, there is a fear, and there is always a fear when you do a phone-in show because these aren't pre-planned, you don't line up guests, you don't do anything of the sort, that, they, that no one comes. <laughs> Just like no one signed for Arsenal. I suppose in some ways it might be quite apt uh, if that indeed does happen and we just end up having a chat with the chat box. I hope it doesn't. Uh, the link is there. If you want to join us, you can join us and you can come on and have your say. Shall we jump into the chat and uh, and have a conversation about this transfer window? Um, scrolling up and let's say hello to people joining us. Glenn, Paul, uh, the Joker joining us as well. Uh, Temi says, yes, what is the point of Edu if we can't get some money for Runison? He had six months left on his contract and was going to a Champions League club. We also signed no one. Temi, why don't you join us, mate? Why don't you voice those frustrations on the show? Uh, John says, I wouldn't call it a fail. There's hardly any serious money transfer action anywhere across the Premier League clubs. Plus, we have profit and sustainability regulations preventing us from making big offers. Everyone is saving their money for the summer. Uh, good evening to Blackshine. Not a fail. Yes, I would have liked a striker, but which one was available? None. And so we wait and look forward to a fully fit squad. Uh, yo to Gigi in the chat box. Amira says this has the potential to be a very interesting show. The potential is there. I'm not sure whether or not it's going to happen or not. But I'm going to have to rely on you guys to provide it. Uh, AFC Cape Town, am I an F1 fan? I'm a semi-F1 fan. I can enjoy it. I watch it. I tune into the races. I really enjoy Drive to Survive. But I suppose the biggest deal of deadline day has indeed been Lewis Hamilton uh, is going to be joining Ferrari for the 25 season, which is amazing. Uh, it's, it's, a start, it's, a, it's, a, it's like someone described it to me as like Kevin De Bruyne moving from Manchester City to Arsenal. That is the kind of the, the magnitude of, of that move in that specific sport amira says each caller should tell us their definition of failure for what context surrounds uh the the transfer window i would be intrigued to get that to to hear what the definition of failure for the window might be i can see some callers are starting to jump in which is fantastic we're going to get to our callers very soon of course if you would like to join uh make sure that you have your cameras turned on so i can do the, the over 21 check or the over 18 check really we're, we're in the uk um and of course uh make sure you're in a quiet and calm area so that uh it's a good listening experience we're going to join first by by steve Hello. steve joins us steve you're right mate <laughs> yeah i'm okay you don't you weren't ready for that mouthful, were you? sorry about chocolate <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, mate. Do you want me to go to another oh, corner yeah, and I'll bring it back in know. if you want to finish your bar of chocolate or you're all good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Good, thank you. Good stuff, man. Tell me, um, where are you joining me from, first of all? Uh, Northamptonshire. Oh, lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. Is it as cold as it is down here? Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Bitter. Very yeah. bitter indeed. Um, have Arsenal failed in this January transfer window, Steve? Uh, I don't think they've failed. Uh, is it? Oh, I've got um, two streams going on at the same time. I do you can hear me and yourself. That must be really confusing. <laughs> yeah, hang on. Yeah, I don't think they failed. 
I still think they need three three players, but if those players are more, um, yeah, I can. If I leave one, then I could try and I don't know. Yeah, just just close the other. That might. There we go. Okay, well we'll get Steve back. <laughs> We'll get him back. He's clearly having an absolute nightmare. Um, but we'll get Steve back very shortly. Don't worry. Uh, we're going to bring in uh, uh, Just Vanth, who joined us yesterday. How are you doing, Just Vanth? How are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Hi, Dom. Doing good. How are you doing? Not bad, mate. Not bad. Have Arsenal failed during this window? Uh, no, I don't think so, because there's no really big scope to do it with the PSR rules as well. Mm. And I think probably... Uh, we were a defender shot considering the injuries of uh, Timber and the unavailability of Tomiyasu. Mm. But I think with Tomiyasu returning in probably in two weeks and uh, Timber back uh, by the month end, I don't think uh, there's too much to worry about. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I, so I, I, have, think... I, I tend to lean on that side of the, us, us not failing at the moment because I don't know what my expectations were. I mean, what were your expectations going into the window? I didn't have uh, really big expectations there. I was mm. shocked by the links to Amadou Onana. Yeah. But, yeah. That went quiet very quickly, by the way. That that died down very fast. Yes. But if Ivan Tony was available, then I thought uh, Arsenal may cash in on Eddie Nketiah and get Tony, but he wasn't available there, and we mm. need to put on a big price to get him. Hundred million pounds was the price tag for Ivan Tony. I can't see Arsenal being able to spend that much. Have you then now, I suppose, got big expectations for the summer because we didn't buy anyone here? Absolutely, Tom. I expect another summer of spending spree there. Mm. Maybe probably upwards of uh, 150 million, definitely, because mm. we need to. We need reinforcements in midfield, a striker, and a pacey winger. It's very, very important. There were some outgoings, of course, during this window. We didn't manage to move Cedric on, although, although I must say that some windows, of course, do remain open for a, an additional amount of time. So he could still go. Uh, is that a frustration for you or do you kind of get the, the context around why we weren't able to get rid of him? Oh, not really, but uh, uh, I would have loved to get him off the books. But still, I think he is end of the day another body there. What if Ben White gets injured and Tommy has to get injured? We don't have a right back there. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, until the end of the season, I think end of the season his contract ends and he leaves. But yeah, I'd allow to get a fee for him, at least a small fee. But I think uh, it's nothing to get uh, too much frustrated there. No, I'd, I agree with you. I don't think it's it's too much to be concerned about. Arsenal have managed to sign three right backs um, since, of course, Cedric's come in, and all of them are, are key parts of the squad in Ben White, Yuri and Timber, and, and Takira Tomiyasu as well. So it's not like the presence of Cedric has, has affected anything uh, regarding what Arsenal has done. Uh, just Van, thank you so much for joining me once again. Always a pleasure to chat with you. I hope you tune into the next one. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, mate. Much appreciate it. We're going to try and revive Steve now and hope that Steve is, is working. Steve, are we fixed? Oh, yeah, we're fixed. I was just about, I had two streams of you going at the same time. It was a bit, I mean, uh, double bit trouble. of an echo going on. <laughs> no worries, Bad mate. No worries. Me once, let alone twice. So. Indeed. Where, are we, where were we at then? So I, I think you were saying you didn't think it was a failure of a window because we weren't really expecting too much. Was that right? No, more, more to do with if the players who we want, which I think are more specific and um, I think harder to get, I think mm. if they're not available, you can't do anything, can you? And really, and also about the money. If the uh, money isn't available or we're not allowed to spend that money, even if it is sitting there, 
Mm. Um, I just don't think so. I think it's got to be the right players now. I think we've got a good enough squad. It's about the right players who are actually going to improve the actual team or compete with the to get into the first team. Mm. It's no good anymore to sort of building up squad numbers. It's actually someone who's actually going to come in and make a difference. How how happy are you with Arsenal's recruitment strategy as like the work that Edu and Arteta have done? Are you are you pleased with work that's gone on to build the squad as it is to where we are? I think last two years, I'm saying last two summers, don't worry, it's quite two years. Last mm. two years, I think it's been brilliant. Um, mm. Prior to that, it was poor. Yeah. Um, but then Edu's actually said about it wasn't. Um, it was really difficult to recruit anyone at that time because mm. we was in such a bad state. So, for the last two years, but my thing about I'd say three years. I feel like the, the yeah. third. If you go three years back, you're at the summer with Ben White and Ramsdale yeah, and Tom it, Yasu. Yeah. So, so two and a half years. So yeah, yeah. split split the difference. Um, yeah, the last two two and a half years has been good. Um, prior to that, I think it's been rubbish. But my thing with the um, recruitment mm. is. Um, I think it went really bad for 10 years between 2008 to 2018 in between David Dean leaving mm. and Edu coming in. I think the people who were in charge of recruitment in that time was mm. appalling. And I think one of them went to um, Ajax, didn't they? And actually um, went... So, well, obviously Ivan Gazidis was the CEO during that time. We had, well, obviously Arsene Wenger was in charge of pretty much all of it, really. Yeah. Um, and we had but Ralph David and Yehi as well. David oh, Sven Mislintat, you're talking about. Yes, Sven yes, Mislintat, yes. He was yes. awful, wasn't he? So, well, he yeah, he brought in... destroyed Ajax, didn't he? Yeah, he got sacked from Ajax. Ajax. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he was sacked from Ajax. He went to Stuttgart and did a decent job, but then went to Ajax, finally got his dream job as a sporting director and, and got sacked, yeah. So we've... Uh, We've had to jump through some hoops before we've got to Edu and Arteta and finally been able to combine a pair that have built us a squad that have turned us into title challengers. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, what are your expectations for the summer? I think we need someone to replace Suarez. Um, Cedric, yeah. Call back Cedric, <laughs> yeah, or whatever, Cedric. Um, someone who's going to compete, not just going to, you know, bench sit, actually wants to get into the first team. Mm. So, I um, think he would want to. He just can't because he's not. No, 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 yeah. no, he, he is just he's not going to. But we need someone who's who's good enough to try and compete. Well, he's not really anymore, is he? So mm. I think he's past his uh, sell by date. I think I'd like to see in midfield. It's a really tricky one. Midfield, isn't it? Um, yeah. Midfield. I think it looks like Supermendi's coming. Does it? I mean, it's he's very very much on the club's radar. They they are very keen on him, but as are Bayern Munich, to my understanding as well. There are a few clubs that are, are very keen. I know there's been reports in Spain saying he's picked Arsenal. I think was the the headline. Yeah. I haven't heard that it's that far along from my side of things, but well, he'd be a great signing. Yeah, he would. I think um, El Nani's going to go. We know that. That's fairly mm. certain. I think Party's probably. 90% sure he's going to go mm. because of the injury situation. What I'd like to see is obviously we would have Rice in defensive midfield, Simba Mendy, and one of the land loan come in as a third backup, either uh, Lukonga, which I didn't really think so at the beginning of the season, but he's starting to play well for Luton, or Bettina, mm. Bettino, you know, and maybe yeah. keep um, if for those people who are really worried about sort of backup. 
maybe keep um, uh, uh, the other one um, as a backup, the yeah, Jorginho as a backup for one mm. year, just to see how Zimmermendi and one of the other youngsters settles in. Yeah, we got that um, one year option on Jorginho. So yeah, I think yeah. I think that I mean four defensive midfielders is is overkill, isn't it? Really. So um, it is uh, in a, in one position, I would say at DM, yeah. I think three is a good number. Yeah. Um, but we I'd also say keep to box to box. Go, sorry, yeah, just, just as because one of the youngsters and sort of Mendy are a bit unknown, just to have a backup, just uh, insurance, if you like. Mm. But I don't think any more than that. Mm. The, the 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 attacking midfielders, I'd like to keep it the same, though I think we need more from them. Especially uh, Vieira, Smith Rowe, and Abbotts, if I dare say that name. Um, <laughs> Not a fan yet. <laughs> before it sort of goes, gets everyone off on a little bit of a tiz was. But I'd like to see Wanieri uh, given a bit more of a chance next season. Mm. Well, yeah, he signs his first pro contract in March. So yeah. hopefully um, we see some youth get some more chances because that is an area I think a lot of people would like to see Arteta give more chance to. Oh, so, yeah. Agree. So um, those five would probably um, be okay attacking midfield. I'd like to see a, a attacker, but I don't know, have no name. Yeah. I'm a bit sort of Premier Premier League sort of... Um, centric. Yeah, centric. I don't really know what the other players are doing unless they're really big names. Mm. And um, But I think we need a, a, a striker. Um, and I think... Um, I also think Zimmermendi and a defender. And I think those three... Mm. I think would improve the squad, improve the actual team, mm. and um, just I'm not sure it's going to be sort of between Enketia, maybe even which is a bit of a, a loose cannon. Trossard going because Trossard's 29 now, is he? Uh, yeah, I think he might be right. I think he's. I think he might be 29 or very close. To, yeah, he's 29. Turned 29 last, uh, December. So yeah, it's not he's... saying he's a bad player. It's just. We just got to get into the habit of selling players at the right time, mm. rather than selling them two years down the line when he's not really worth anything. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that the idea that Arsenal would be able to bring in another wide player on top of a centre forward next summer, I think is is a tough one. I think we do need another wide player, um, but I think that the striker is is going to take some some precedence if we can find. Well, right if we get one. a striker, then uh, Jay Zeus can cover the wide areas as well. Yeah, can't it's very true. It's very so true. it's just, I think it kills two birds with one stone, if you like. Mm. Steve, it's been a pleasure to chat to you. Thank you for jumping on the show. No, thanks and, a lot. Uh, thanks for uh, letting me come on. Um, hope I haven't peed anyone off too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been fine, mate. You've been fine. Thank you, mate. I'll speak to you soon. All right. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Steve. Uh, fantastic stuff. I love getting debutants on the show. It's always great. Uh, Shanor is up next, who is not a debutant, um, but has been on before. Good to see you again, my friend. How are you doing? Uh, it's been over a year since I last came on, so good to see you remember me. Did I scare you away? Is that what happened? <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> I was just... Uh, well, my uh, original Twitter account, something happened to it. So, yeah. Anyways, and, and plus, you weren't doing these uh, shows on a 
on a regular basis, like these call-in shows, which I just realized that from yesterday, I think you started doing something on a on a daily basis. So, well, so more thought, weekly. You know, I, I, I certainly couldn't do a phone-in show daily, but we're going to try and do weekly, maybe. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I like doing them. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> and also here in Dhaka, in Bangladesh, it's 12.22 uh, a.m. in the like after midnight basically so (laughs) it's actually not a bad time for me per se because i'll be done with my day's work and everything and so and because we watch european football anyway so we'll be up uh a bit later than usual but anyway so on to your topic did we fail in this transfer window so in short yes we did uh but if i were to like elaborate on it then there are a couple of facets here ffp obviously now that we know that ffp has been an issue and most clubs they're just not buying at this moment uh they're looking to wait till the summer so it's not like that there's a lot of movement happening had there been a case of other clubs also making big moves had we managed to sell a few players perhaps an enkedia then you would have seen movement for sure Uh, we've went to our last ditch resort uh, as I might say, in selling some of our academy players. Maybe that was in the plan anyways, but uh, that's not going to make much of a difference in terms of FFP, I guess, because, uh, uh, you know, they're not being sold for big money. Had we managed to sell Enketia for $40 million even, I think we would have been able to spend uh, around $150 million. Uh, I think that's how it works out. With, with, with FFP, uh, when you're selling your homegrown players or when you're selling your academy players with, when it counts as a pure profit. So had we managed to do that, we would have definitely bought in players. And there are areas which really need reinforcing, Tom, because last season we saw what cost us the title and that was the injury to Saliba and to some extent the injury to Tomiyasu. Yeah. And we don't have a Saliba rotation option this season. I don't think Timber would have been that option either. Ben White uh, might have been. Perhaps, if perhaps. Was but fit, I think Ben White might have been. Yeah, perhaps. And even then, we are seeing links with Diomande, although they're all coming from Portugal. Mm. We're not seeing Diomande links from uh, England. So, had that been a case, uh, then we definitely would have gotten that centre-back in if we managed to sell... And also, we need a midfielder. We sold Xhaka and we really haven't gotten that midfielder, that left center mid, that left eight, that can do the job that Xhaka did. Or we spoke about a Xhaka upgrade last season and we really didn't get a Xhaka upgrade. We got Havertz, who's a different sort of player. He he does his thing and there's a lot of controversy about his wages being too high and everything and you've spoken about how wages are poorly reported on so i'm not going to get into that because yeah, that's not, a whole they're different not only poorly reported, they're also poorly contextualized and what i mean by that is that what he was on at chelsea and if you move from chelsea to arsenal in a 65 million pound deal at the age of 24 you're not going to see that wage be dramatically different to what we have paid so People can lose their heads about how much we're paying Havertz, but if we were ever going to sign him, he was never going to be on anything less than that that kind of figure. Right, exactly. Um, but anyways, with, with all of that being said and done, I understand why we needed Havertz. We lacked aerial presence up front. You know, he's a dual winner. He always gets into good positions. He's always attacking space. So it's about, 
utilizing what we have right now, but we still need that left center mid. I know Charlie Patino's out on loan and he's not been having the greatest of times on loan. He started off well, but it's cooled down a bit in recent times from what I've seen or from what I've followed online. So right now we're going to need to get that left center mid and also that center back in the summer along with the striker. People keep talking about uh, needing a striker the most. And I personally feel that we need to fix our midfield first. You look at Real Madrid, they don't have a, a really top class number nine. They have Hosselu. Hosselu is their main number nine and they're scoring goals. They're top of the league. They might next season, yeah. Uh, Mbappe, I'm very... I say concerned. I don't really know where else he would go. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with you in the sense of... Like, I don't think you necessarily need like a world-class centre-forward to win things. But what I, what I do think is that Arsenal are in a position whereby if they don't start to have more clinical forward players, that doesn't necessarily have to be the centre-forward, but that's the player that you usually look to then obviously we will find ourselves struggling to catch Manchester City and and to a lesser extent Liverpool, of course, this season. But with Klopp, who knows what's going to happen next year. So I think you raise fair points. It's interesting, the whole thought, obviously, the, the start of that monologue stemmed from the idea that we failed in the window. And it's difficult to say that we failed in some ways for me because my expectation was I didn't think we were going to sign anyone. And to be honest, I don't think the club thought they were either. They were going to look around if there was any opportunity to maybe do a loan deal they might have done because that's probably all they would have been able to do if they were able to sell anyone or if a bid emerged for one of their key players and they got a lot of money in for one of those players, they could have been able to you know, uh, spend some money that they wouldn't have otherwise been able to do. So I see where you're coming from, is that if we could have strengthened, it would have helped us and therefore it's a failure that we didn't. But there's also an argument, I think, to say that, well, can you fail at a task that you haven't endeavoured to set out upon, if that makes sense? Well, here's the thing. There's a common saying that if you fail to prepare, you have to prepare to fail. Mm. And we fail to prepare for this January transfer window in particular, I feel, even when Timber got injured early on in the season. And I think the transfer window was still open. We could have looked into the market and we could have you know, planned accordingly. This is, we're, we're in uh, 2024 and some of our players in our squad, like, you know, El Neni and Cedric, they're still here. Runarsson had his contract terminated today. So, so that just goes to show that we're actually not very good at selling. Last time I came on here, I remember saying that we've got a plan and all of these phases and everything. And I have no qualms with the ownership because they are backing the club. But... Then FFP is there as well. And it's on Edu and, and the people selling at our club to at least get some value for the players or selling at the right time. We hold on to players sometimes for too long. And then when their values are lower than what they should have been, we then end up losing them for free almost. We did that with uh, uh, one of those players who was linked with Wolves. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. But... Uh, yeah, he was a full back. He could play left back, right back in in midfield as well. Yeah. <laughs> so trying to think so, of that so, was. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's very good with his penalties. That's all I'll say. Maitland Niles. Maitland Niles. Maitland Niles. Why? That's so bad that it's like it's been so long and I've already forgotten <laughs> who Maitland Niles is. <laughs> 
I, I could picture his face, but I just forgot his name. But yeah, Maitland Niles, everyone in the comment section, thank you as yeah, well. Yeah, AMN, yeah, AML, yeah, all yeah, over. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and uh, the, the reality is, is that we have left ourselves a lot of work left to do in the summer. But more importantly, for the rest of the season, we are almost on a tightrope. Arteta said that we have a, a thin squad. I don't necessarily agree with the fact that we have a thin squad. Man City have a smaller squad than us per se, but they have quality all over. They don't have players like Cedric that they have in their squad anymore, or, or they never did perhaps. So at the end of the day, what is our target this season? Are we looking to win the league? Are we looking to go far in the Champions League? Are we looking to win the Champions League? We have to be realistic. We've got probably the second or third best squad in the league. So that's what we have to tone our expectations down to. We, we're out of the FA Cup. We're not in the League Cup either. So um, it's going to be a tough few months ahead. You know, we need to be patient again as fans, especially the ones that have been following for the, you know, from the 90s, perhaps, you know, 20 plus years without a league title definitely hurts. A lot of our fans are probably uh, still hurting from what happened last season. So we just have to be patient and hope that by some miracle we end up with something at the end of the season and then you know move forward i will say that if everyone stays fit we've got the quality we've got the quality mm. to win either the league or the champions league but that never happens arsenal yeah, we always have injuries yeah, it's a big yeah. year to expect everyone to stay fit. I mean, Partey is hopefully going to be back soon. It's interesting we talked about the Xhaka replacement because I do honestly believe if 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 Partey had have stayed fit for us, if Timber had have stayed fit for us, we probably would have been seeing Timber, Partey, and uh, and Rice playing the majority of the games this season. But sadly, we we haven't seen that, um, and so maybe we would have seen Xhaka's absence felt much less if if that was the midfield that we would have been able to build. But we we've, we've sadly not been able to see that. Sure, nor it's been a pleasure to chat to you i've got a lot of other callers to, to join us but i really appreciate it firstly staying up so late and uh, and taking the chance to jump on the call as well yeah absolutely uh I'll, I'll be there in the future as well hopefully looking forward to more brighter and happier conversations about our football club i look forward to it mate thank you thanks shano much appreciate your time uh let's jump on to our next caller we got bill up next for us how you doing bill hey i'm doing well how are you tom always good always good to hear your dulcet tones uh, oh thank you very much <laughs> it's all good have arsenal failed in this january transfer window uh i mean from for my opinion no we have not uh and the the way i would contextualize that is you look around at you know what the other big six clubs have been doing this transfer window and it's next to nothing. I think mm. apart from Tottenham who are, you know, rightly able to spend the hundred or so uh, million uh, pounds or euros, yeah. whichever one they got uh, for Harry Kane, they, they've got the money to do that. Now, everybody else, I think I, I was looking and only man city uh, have signed anyone else and they immediately loan them back to the club that they were uh, signing them from. Mm -hmm. So it, it seems like league wide, you're you've got most uh, teams not able to sign people. So what else can you do in the window? I, I think we're doing about as much as we can. We're loaning out some of our most highly rated uh, youth players to get them uh, senior minutes, uh, and basically hoping and praying that a lot of our injured players get right back in. And uh, I think if from there, 
we have the squad to compete for the title if uh, our squad stays fit, which a lot of our players like Partey uh, and uh, Timber. Timber. Yeah, that. Mm. I mean, I I set out it, it, from the moment he ruptured his ACL. I planned for the uh, season without him. So anything that we get in the run-in would be a bonus for me. Uh, but just it, having him back would be a huge bonus. And Parte is going to be uh, huge for us when we it, get him back. So I think we are set up uh, better than most to be able to compete for this title. We just got to stay fit. Yeah, and it is such a huge question. And I suppose the counter argument will always be from critics is that, you know, Arsenal should prepare for those those injuries if indeed they do come along. But you can only prepare to a certain extent, especially when obviously you've invested £105 million in Declan Rice and you're expecting him to be partnering with Thomas Partey and you lose Partey after a season where he's been available for 30-odd-plus games and he goes into a season where now he's available for four. You know, it's just a very, very different contrast. And in the same way with, with Timber... You sign a thirty-eight million pound player, and you expect him to be at least available beyond the first forty-five minutes of a brand new season. It's incredibly frustrating, and not only that, but we've had Martinelli missing, we've had Saka miss a, a key game against uh, City, and we still managed to win it. We've had uh, Trossard missing for key. I think Trossard and Martinelli were missing in the same period at one point as well this season. I think it might have been Everton. No, it wasn't Everton. Well, there was a game this season where we didn't have either of Trossard or Martinelli available because um, they were both out injured. We had, um, obviously, we've been lacking players like uh, Zinchenko at certain points this season as well. Tommy Asu has had injuries and now is at the Asia Cup, of course, as well. Jesus has been missing for certain periods of the season as well. Erdegaard had a concussion and a hip injury, which kept him out for a period. Also, Smith, Rowe and Vieira have been missing. Like We have had greater injury issues than people give us credit for, but... When we go into this next summer transfer window, it for me has got to be, Bill, the one in which really, unless there is an utter disaster, which you can argue we probably had still this season, but a massive disaster, we should be prepared for certain injuries. Absolutely. And I I think you could argue to an extent that we were prepared for uh, the injuries that we've sustained. I mean, Mm. who has a better third string centered defensive midfielder than Jorginho who has a better fourth string left back than Kivior. I mean, for most teams, when you get to that point, you're throwing on a, you know, 16 year old kid from the Academy, which some people would argue we should have done anyway. But if you're Liverpool is already a Ballon d'Or candidate, apparently. Well, of course. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you you look at that and we're still competing even with you know having those uh injuries chew up our depth so uh, like i said having all of that depth back for the run in uh i think we're poised to have a better second half of the season than we had the first half of the season which is the inverse of what we had last season mm. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I think that we need to make sure we go into this summer with obviously a plan and trying to enact it as quickly as possible. We did really well last season at getting in players quickly. Um, I know it felt like it was an age that we were linked to Rice and linked to Timber and linked to Havertz, but actually we did get them in obviously well ahead of the the, the brand new season, um, which was really, really important for us to do. And and Rice and Timber were able to play in, in our preseason games in the US as well, which was really important. And we need to make sure that we do that again as Arsenal will be travelling again. You must be thrilled about this, Bill. Once Absolutely. again, the US. Um, I, I think that, how much do you, because th- obviously we spent more last summer than we've ever spent, ever, in a season. 
is that what's needed again? Or do you think, I think it was, um, I think it was um, one of our previous callers that said they thought around 150 million um, would be it. So I think it was Stefan um, was saying it. Do you think that's enough or do you think it's going to take more than that? I mean, I think with market inflation uh, and the fact that we're back in the Champions League, we're competing for titles. I think you're going to have to start spending, you know, at least 150 million if you're wanting to really improve uh, and take yourself to the next level. Um, I think obviously it's going to be just who's available on the market and uh, who we're really targeting. Uh, I mean, if we feel like it, that you know say awesomeman is mm. the guy that we want the guy that we need uh and we're willing to go out and spend that money then we got to spend that money um but that's 130 million you've got what if you if your budget is 150 you got 20 million left to, to do the squad right and and you could argue well it, at that point we keep either Partey or Jorginho as a backup to Rice. And then you've yeah. got your third choice um, central defensive midfielder could be Patino. Uh, we've got, you know, a mm. promising young player on our books already uh, and you don't have to go out and spend that money. Uh, but yeah. I Yeah. No, I think you're right. I think if you're looking at 130 million for Ozzyman, you've got 150 million budget. I'd rather we went and got three 50 million pound players and added those to the squad than, than an Ozzyman. And probably one of those 50 million pound players is going to be a striker that may not be better than Jesus right now, but has the potential to be better than him in the next two to three years. I think that's probably the more realistic because Zuba Mendy's got like a 53 million release clause, I think, in his, his contracts. And I think if you look at other centre forwards, you're probably looking at one of the younger ones that can develop and then eventually outgrow uh, Jesus. Because if you want a Tony, if you want a, a Watkins or an Ozzyman or a Vlahovic, you're going to pay over 100 million. And I'm, I'm not sure they're even worth it. Really? Even Ozzyman, I have question marks about. Yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously going to be a huge risk uh, if you're going for one of those, you know, uh, triple figure millions uh, strikers. Uh, and, you know, going for one of those younger uh, strikers, you you almost take a different risk in that they're unproven at, at the top level. Um, and it, But I've, I've heard of plenty out there that you know fit that mold uh, i i think it's gilkeresh at uh in portugal uh, but yeah just there are, it it really just depends on uh what adu and arteta are really looking for uh, are they looking for the win now mentality uh the win now uh prices uh, it because yeah you're gonna have to pay those win now prices if you want those kinds of players uh but obviously the striker market which of course we're we're trying to dabble in is one of the like most at least saturated markets out there right now uh, it's really sparse at least at the very very top end which is where we're wanting to shop mm. bill it's always a pleasure to talk with you um are you making your way over to the the uk anytime soon uh no plans at the moment i would really love to but i uh, got to work around uh the young one and i cool. obviously i uh, just you know got to make the finances work but i cool. i will definitely let you know if and when i uh am making that trip lovely stuff bill it's always a pleasure to speak with you and catch up with you once again absolutely thanks tom thanks bill
had the pleasure of meeting Bill in Chicago when I flew over um, earlier last year. Um, one of the most amazing people alongside so many others out there. Um, it was an absolute pleasure to meet so many of the uh, American-based Arsenal fans out there. It was a, a brilliant experience. And uh, it's always, I always ask the question whether people are coming over to, to the UK because it's great seeing um, fans from abroad. Despite the fact that some people don't, and I still have those debates. They had that legendary phone in about tickets, you may remember, previously. Oh, one person saying to me they think that, you know, the majority of Arsenal fans in the stadium should be English. I mean, where is the world going when <laughs> we're saying things like that? Incredible. Uh, we're going to bring Junior on to the conversation now. How are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Hey, Tom. Uh, can you hear me? I can. Are you a Newcastle fan? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is um, a Stussy. Um, all good it, mate so. it's all good yeah. I'm going to try and turn your volume up a little bit because you're quite <laughs> quiet um, so you might need to speak up slightly um, tell me have we failed during this January transfer window um, I would say yes but it's not so much with regards to the arrivals it's more so with regards to departures and okay. our inability to sell at a respectable rate inhabits our ability to our purchasing ability going forward <clears throat> and I, i'm not sure if the blame i wouldn't even put the blame so much on edu i'd actually put the blame more mm. so on arteta because mm. of the the way he mismanages the squad which then inhibits our ability to move on players at respectable rates right give me an example so Classic example that we have at the moment is with Ramsdale. Mm. Now, for one reason or another, he's decided to move on to another goalkeeper, and that's at his complete discretion. He understands football better than all of us. But in order for the, you know, the betterment of the general squad and for the betterment of the club to be able to procure a respectable fee, mm. We, for someone of Ramsdale's quality, who was in the team of the year voted by his fellow league players, we should be in a situation where there's actual, there's an actual demand for him rather than there being like mm. no one's even, I haven't even heard of an attempt to try and sign Ramsdale. But mm. if he I had know there is the interest, just a heads up, I know that there are clubs interested in Ramsdale for the summer. He's certainly going to be, he's going to be coveted from what I understand. Granted, but I mean, if I agree with playing... you, though, he's in, he, he should have got more minutes, especially in the Champions League, 100%. Yeah, and you know, if he was playing a few games in the Champions League, I'm sure the interest would have been a lot more firm, and mm. there would be clubs out there who are in need of a better goalkeeping situation, whether that be in the Premier League or Europe, who would make more tangible inquiries. And that, that sort of stretches across the breadth of the squad. If we were looking at players, uh, if we go into the recent past, like um, Ainsley Maitland now, we went mm. from having a 19 to 20 million offer from Wolves to the player leaving the club for absolutely zero pounds. Mm. Even players who have been surplus to uh, requirements, the, the likes of your uh, Aubameyangs, etc. Mm. As Arsenal, we were celebrating the fact that we had cancelled his contract. Six months <laughs> later, Barcelona had told him to one of our rivals for 12, for 12 million. <laughs> yeah. How, like, but, okay. And then going forward, it means that because we're unable to sell at a respectable rate, it, it affects our ability and our spending powers going forward when we want to buy someone 
in uh, subsequent transfer windows. So what then happens is uh, we don't have quite have the money to go all the way to push for, you know, at the time, let's just say Mudrick, even though it seems like, you know, fate actually had our side on that particular deal. But yeah. let's just say he went on to be a class player at Chelsea. If we had the extra capital to do it from some of the sales that we'd previously done, we'd be able to go fully ahead and purchase the player. And and I just think it's, I'm not putting all of the blame on Arteta, but it's just too obvious when a player isn't in his good books or isn't, um, when a player surplus to requirements, it's too obvious. And that way we end up with situations which is probably going to happen with Cedric where we're going to have to cancel his contract and pay him off in order for him to leave now. Oh, he'll just to an end. now. I don't think we'll or, pay him. Yeah, or, yeah, or it will just come to a natural end in June. And then when we do have the money, yeah. some of the decisions we've made in the transfer market have just been a bit, mm. well, why have you done that? <laughs> for, yeah. yeah. For, for example... Um, Let me guess. Does it end? Does it start with and end in I Havertz. No, I wasn't even going to uh, um, talk about Kai Havertz. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm also looking at the likes of um, Polish player, Kivio. Kivio. Oh, what really? Was, okay. Yeah, I think this, what, this, we might diverge here, but go on. The, what was the logic in spending, you know, just north of 20 million on a player whose position he hardly plays in? Mm. And, and most of his appearance has been at left back where Let's be honest, they've not been really good. And even in the appearances in the Europa League, I mean, there's an argument to say some of our eliminations or some of the goals that we conceded lie on, you know, lie on the fault of Kirill. Like, well, what was the need to spend that money on him? To be fair, that, that you're pointing towards the own goal against Liverpool, which I think is, you know, it was a mistake. It was an own goal. I mean, to be fair, Ben... Oh, no, I'm even talking about the miscommunication with Turner. With Matt which, Turner in the Europa League. Game. Oh, okay. Wow, we're going back there. Sure. I, I think with Kivior, Kivior's an interesting one. I never, I don't look at Kivior and say that was a bad signing because I look at what happened during the season that we actually signed him. Saliba gets injured. We don't have, at the moment, the depth on the right-hand side of our defence because Timber's injured, because Tommy Asu's currently away at the Asia Cup. And at the end of that season, we lost in the same game Saliba and Tommy Asu. And if, if it, say, had been Gabriel instead of Saliba that got injured during that season. Because we'd signed Kivior, we would have had an answer to the Gabriel injury. As it turned out, it was Saliba and Tomiyasu that got injured in the same game. And so we lost not only Saliba, but the guy that is supposed to come in and replace him, or you can put Ben White there and play Tomiyasu at right back. So Kivior was brought in because without question, we needed another left-footed centre-half to come in and strengthen that side. And if we hadn't have done that, we would have been very short. Look, I, I respect, obviously, your your reasoning You could say that, you, you could uh, disagree with me. That is fine. Yeah, but, but I, I'll be honest. We had Kieran Tierney, who, for his national team, he plays at left centre-back. In a back Obviously, three. that's in a back three, but mm. he's still very capable of doing it. We've had plenty of players who, from the likes of Bakary Sanya to Nacho Monreal, who more than adequately covered in centre-back. I would have preferred cover on the right-hand side, and then it just goes to show there's times where we've seen our play, Arteta play two left-sided centre-backs or two right-sided centre-backs. So the fact that Saliba dropped out, if Kirill was such a a good signing, he should have been able to deputise in his position. Mm. Yes, it might not have been completely the same, but the fact that we resulted to Rob Holding, it's like, 
okay, what's going on? Uh, and and there's just a number of different signings. I've been like Vieira. Yes, there was some sort of um, hype around him at the time, and the signing, to be fair, was pulled off quite incognito. No one knew it was coming, but I mean, up to right now, it's been a bit of a failure and a waste of thirty-four million pounds where we've had someone who could adequately play that position and has had just the, amount of, um, the same amount of time out of the team due to injury in Smith Road. El Nene, I don't know if he's just there as a cheerleader, as a moral booster for the squad, because the, the reality of him getting any minutes is slim to none at the moment. Kai Havertz is a whole discussion in itself. So there's a number of different decisions, even down to the likes of Marquinhos, where we didn't have to pay a fee, but we paid a fee time to us because that would build relations. And yet we haven't seen the fruit of those relations at the moment where we're like, when we don't have the money, some of the decisions are really questionable. Mm. And then we're not doing enough to put our players so that they look favourable to other teams in a transfer window so that when teams do... Um, when they, teams do see these players, that they've got adequate minutes, they look like decent players, yeah. that we yeah. can then achieve a fee for them. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've just seen the other day that Nemanja Matic was sold by Roma mm. to Leon. Leon, who has next to no money for £2.5 well, million. Pounds. They've got next to no money. They just signed Mangala for like, I think it's £10 million loan and then a £15 million option. So they have some money. Yeah, they fair. just signed Nemanja Matic for £2.5 million. Pounds. Or from Ren. Not from Roma. Oh, he went to Ren. Sorry. Yeah, he went to Ren from Roma and then has gone from Ren to Lille, which is a bit of a controversial transfer, to be fair. But um, look, let me let me come in back in from what you were saying, and we'll, we'll finish the call on this point because there are other callers on. Um, but I think you raised some fair points. I agree up to a point in terms of the 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 shot window theory. Aaron Ramsdale, you're absolutely spot on about. Like For me, Aaron Ramsdale should have played the Champions League games. I said as much on the show during those Champions League group stage games. There was no reason why Mikel Arteta could not have rewarded the guy that effectively, with his goalkeeping, helped us back into the Champions League by rewarding him by giving him the starts in that competition. With the opponents that we had in the Champions League group stage, starting Ramsdale over Raya would have made no difference for me as to the outcome of us qualifying or not from that, from that position. And it would have given him plenty of game time. It would have made him more I think happy in his situation and it wouldn't have created as much of a storm as it has done so with Ramsdale I'm with you the Fabio Vieira and the Havertz deals again I'm with you at the moment those are jury is out very much on those signings far more so Havertz than Vieira because Vieira's obviously been with us for a couple of years I think we're, we're edging towards probably best to move him on in the summer Havertz Still very much the jury's out on this one with it being so early during his tenure however what I would say is that when you say like about the spending and like what we have to show for it. I'd say what we had to show for it is the spending of what Arteta and Edu has done is taking this club from when they took over when we were 11th and they've taken us to a position where not only did we compete for the title last season, but yours and ours expectations have risen to the point where we expect to compete this season and we will expect to compete for the title next season and we will expect to compete for the title the season after that. So that is what the recruitment and that is what the work that's been done in the market for this football club has done. That's what we have to show for it. It's that our expectations have risen and we are now, not just within Arsenal's fan base, but within the wider footballing context, are expected to compete in the title race successively and hopefully try and close that gap to the point where maybe we can get a bit lucky at times and maybe be able to snatch one away from, you know, Man City, which is always going to be a tough ask. That's what I would say is what we have to show for it. 
I will just add really quickly, Tommy. Mm. My expectations have risen for the club in in the last couple of years, but my expectations also have risen in terms of our performances in the cups, and our performances in the league have improved. While simultaneously our performances in the cup have absolutely just gone to crap. Well, we uh, did get drawn against Liverpool and then Man City the year before in the FA Cup, for sure. It didn't stop us from winning the FA Cup in the first. No, it didn't. Months. But it's yeah, definitely a reasonable. It's definitely a reasonable explanation as to why in the last two seasons we've not progressed as far as we perhaps would have hoped to. I, I really don't think that saying that Liverpool beating us, who are top of the league, and Manchester City beating us, who were the team that won the treble in the season that they knocked us out, is that much. League Cup, I don't mind having a debate about at all. Because we got beaten by West Ham. Well, we beat Oxford. Oh, no, sorry. It was against West Ham that we went out. Nottingham Forest, the the Tavares substitute year. Yeah. and, And so for me, if we're not going to meet expectations in terms of winning title because I actually had us winning the title. So if we're not going to... You had us winning the title this season? Yes. Despite the fact Manchester City won everything last season? Yeah, because they lost players and I believe naturally there'd be a little bit less motivation for them to go for the quadruple. But they lost key players. Why? So I'm like... (laughs) Why why would they be less motivated? (laughs) No Mares, No uh, Gundogan. Um, Who else am I missing? Someone else as well. That doesn't mean they're going to be less their, motivated, does it? They did also bring in some players during that window that are I'm young just, and hungry and ready to Judging win. it, assessing it based on history, no one's done a quadruple. No, of course. They're not going to so be less motivated to win games, are they? No, obviously they're going to do their... Pref- their but you said they'd be less motivated this season. I know. I, I would have assume that there would be a little bit more of a slump. Well, we've already sort of reached the peak, Mount Everest. So if you are if you're if you're a treble winner, your mentality is win, win, win. There's no we've won the treble, now we can sit back. And Pep Guardiola I mean, is that to United. So that's you, if you listen to, to Gary Neville, the team of ninety nine where they won the treble, do I have he, to he admits they sort of lost some motivation after they'd won the treble. Right, so, but that's an individual anyway. who isn't at Manchester City and isn't under Pep Guardiola's management. Fair enough. I still had us winning the league. So I, if I we're not going to win the league, if we're going to... Like, I, I think that... I, the, I mean, the odds of Arsenal winning the league this season compared to City again were, were way off. You're yeah, entitled we were, we're opinion, second. But I, I don't think you can justify it. We were second, but that yes. doesn't... That, that that doesn't stop us from uh, aiming to win the league. No, of course, and I don't. I I love the fact that you that your ambition is there. I just don't think you can justify Arsenal being the favourites for the title. Oh no, I'm not saying they were the title favourites. I'm saying my expectation of my team is to win, regardless of the obstacles in front of them. That's how I treat like my my children. My daughter might be going through something, and, and I'll push her further. Anyway. That's another thing. <laughs> I understand the theory. I don't think it's applicable. But if, if yeah. your favourites for the title are like, okay, let me get this straight. So to clear this out. So your expectation was Arsenal to win the title, but your favourites for the title were Manchester City. Yeah, they're the bookies' favourites. But I, they're I your favourites, is my question. No, they weren't my favourites. My favourites are still Arsenal. But how can you justify that? Because I believe we have more, one more year more experience. So does Haaland. I mean, I believe we have 
a slightly better squad, although we have to come to some injuries. Oh, okay. So you, we started off this call. No, just to, no. At just the to start of the season, this point, we started this call by you criticizing the recruitment, but now you're saying we have a better squad, despite the fact that you criticized the recruitment. Do you see where there's no, a, I, bit I, of a contradiction? I, I, no, no. I didn't criticize all the recruitment. I started off by criticizing the departures. And the inability to Havertz, yeah, and Kivio. No, no, I remember I said Havertz is a different discussion. I talked about Kirio, Vieira, who are signings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right, but in spite of those, every club has a better squad. No, I'm not saying we have a better squad than City, but at the start of the season, no, wait, let me finish. At the start of the season, when I compare squad for squad, I was like, we can go against City 100%. Now that's okay. not taking into consideration injuries, which is a which is a perfectly adequate excuse to be like, well, we're missing key players, etc. But what I was not prepared to see was Arsenal to go out of the cup so easily, right? And some of the losses and some of the um, the lapses in concentration and and some of the lack of the creativity. I'm like, my assumption is we should be pushing forward and going to another level. Martinelli would have improved. He's one more year experience. Yeah. Same with Saka, same with Odegaard, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like they haven't improved. There's an argument to say that. Do you think we back. overachieved last season? There was a degree of overachievement so, in the league. Yeah, yes, yeah. In so the we, league. in the league, we did more than, way more than what you and others, I think, would have expected to do, right? I think yeah, I thought fair. we'd finish third. Yeah, okay, so you thought we'd finish third. But did you think we'd even compete for the title? No, I thought we'd be within sort of five to seven points off the top two. Okay. Um, I think, which would obviously in usual terms of Liverpool and Man City is you'd think we'd be finishing about 85-ish points if they're finishing in the 90s, which would be more points than we'd ever achieved for quite a while, would it not? Yes, but that was because in the season we finished fifth, there were games that I noticed, it was like, if we had just cut out simple mistakes, we would have easily eclipsed Chelsea in that season who finished third. Mm. And it was our own undoing, our own downfall that we ended up finished fifth rather no, than finishing so. third. I think it was the lack of Partey, to be honest. But, you know, ask me. Look, yeah, I mean, we're all entitled to our own opinion, but I've just got... Look, I believe <laughs> yeah. this squad can do better than they're doing. Regardless of that, I think there's things that we can do on the business end that will help to further improve the squad and to mm. certify my um, uh, positing that we can actually comfortably be favourites for the league and favourites for... Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, really I don't think ab- we're that far away. What, for being comfortable favourites for the title? Yeah, if we make the right decisions, yeah. Oh, I admire your ambition. I wish I had it. <laughs> I admire it. But I, I'm not there. I, I, don't think we can, I don't think I see a world in which Arsenal are comfortably the favourites for the title in the next two to three years, even if we had Jurgen Klopp in charge, to be honest. Because Jurgen Klopp's been in charge of Liverpool for you know seven years, seven, eight years. And Liverpool aren't, have never been comfortable favourites for a title at the start of a season. So I, I don't think we're there. But Junior, it's, it genuinely has been a pleasure. And I always appreciate getting different points of view because it makes me think harder uh, and makes me reassess things. I think we've aligned on some things like the management of certain players and the shot window that we put some players and we don't do enough to put players in shop windows. I think we diverged on, on other parts, but, but thank you for coming on, mate. I really do appreciate it. 
No worries at all. We'll catch you in the comments. Thanks, Junior. Appreciate it. Lovely stuff. Uh, let me get my list because I did create a list uh, of who was next. Got people waiting. I don't want to mug them off. Abdul's next. Uh, how you doing, Abdul? You good, Joel? You on mute? You done a Drew? Hashtag Drew in the comment section. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, yeah. I'm good, mate. I'm good. I can't promise you I'll have you as, as on for as long as I did yesterday. Because I mean... that was basically a podcast in itself. <laughs> but not good. Tell me, um, tell me whether you think we failed during this window. Yeah, so for me, it depends. And when I say it depends, it's probably like the easy way out of this question. But it, honestly, for me, it really depends. And it depends on summer, right? So if we haven't spent anything this in this window, that's fine, mm. right? But then what are the expectations for summer, right? So my expectations are that we're going to sign a striker through and through. And by that, I mean someone who is just hungry to score goals. Literally, just like the mm. ball's at his foot. Just you take the damn shot. Right, and then we're gonna uh, yeah, try to score yeah. it. Right, so that's that's kind of like what what frustrates me right now in the in the team right now. Like <clears throat> Hazel's um, goal against uh, like in his last game where he just just the throw in from Saka mm. lets it roll and just like takes the shot. And that's that's kind of what you need to do. You just guys just gotta take the shot. You know what I mean? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Just, just, take, just take your shot. Yeah. Take yeah. your chance. Even if it's a 50-50, just it take cool. it. It is cool. win us yeah. the game. Exactly, right? <laughs> so yeah. just, just take it, right? And, and sometimes I don't see that from our players. Sometimes they would receive that ball, do an extra unnecessary touch, and mm. then just kind of ruin it for themselves. You know what I mean? And that's, that sometimes really annoys me. Um, Saka does that sometimes. Um, Jesus does that sometimes. And Martinelli does that sometimes. Sometimes it's just about just take the shot. Don't do the unnecessary touch. We don't need the open, open shot. Just take your shot. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm looking for assigning in the summer. Who who that player may be, for me, it's... it's, uh, it's uh, uh, Ozzyman, but then you spend 130 million on it. I mean, it's debatable, but then you got to always think about we spent 100 million on rice, and I th I think the the payback was 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 pretty good, right? Yeah, I, I would assume so. Yeah, so it's been all right. It's been all right. <laughs> best player on the team so far. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like, I mean, um, the problem so with that is the problem with the strikers thing is that if we go and spend 100, as I've said already, you know, 130 million there last summer, we could spend 100 million on 105 million on rice. You could spend 38 million on timber. You could spend 65 million on Havertz, and that's questionable whether we should have done that. And then we still got David Rea in on loan as well, which is also going to have to come out of the summer budget also because of profit and sustainability regulations. Mm -hmm. So then you're spending, you're buying Rea on a permit, which I think we all assume is going to happen. We get Aussie men. 
maybe we get another midfielder and then you're really struggling for money. We're going to have to sell, surely, really well. Like, well, we should, have to right? Go. Like, I think... Rams, going to have to go. Um, Smith Rowe's in question. Nelson, I think, should probably be going. You know, there's a number of players that could go. I mean, at the end of the day, like, we have to decide. It's either Ramsdale or Raya, right? Or I'm Raya, assuming yeah. we're going for Raya, is my, is my guess. I, um, I, from I'd, I'd be, be mad if we didn't after what we've right? done. <laughs> So, so then yeah. we just sell rounds in the summer. There's, there's no need. Uh, there's, there's no need for us to keep a player of his. I mean, we, we, we probably. I mean, there is a need, but he, he wouldn't want to be right. He is going to refuse to be. You want a player who's motivated, and I don't know if he's going to have that motivation if he's if we ever like sub him in for any other match. So you just sell him. You make money off that. Sell him at what? And we're talking about maybe twenty five million minimum mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. That's how much I, w- I would sell him at. He's that good of a keeper. Um, twenty five. You're making a loss. Well, well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean uh, Arsenal has a way of, of of overpaying for players and Fair underselling, enough, yeah. right? So I'm just saying we should mm-hmm. never go be, be, below that twenty five million, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd say thirty five is my minimum. Oh, hundred percent. But I, I, I have. Zero trust in our selling community. Yeah, no, I don't blame you. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I can't, right? I can't so, debate that. Yeah, yeah, and, and um, so last lack of money there. I would sell Fabio Vieira. Um, and the reason yes, I'm so saying well. that um is because I just don't think he fits the the play style that Arteta wants to play. And mm. we, I've seen him play even when he has a good game, and when he does well, I still see some some sparks in there where I'm like, man, it just doesn't seem like he I'm genuinely still, fits the team. It's so weird. I'm still slightly excited by Fabio Vieira and that's not necessarily a good thing it's because I still don't know what what he's meant to do for us and know. and and we'll never know because he just doesn't fit the the the, the style of the team because Arteta is trying mm. to find Maybe an appropriate face, position you know? for him to fit but it just hasn't been working right and then um so that's one player I would look to sell and any um I think it would be time to, to sell him as well. How much would we make from that? I don't know, five million maybe, uh, give or take. Um, and then Fabio he's Vieira, free. his contract expires. Well, then there you go. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> not so even more. Like, million. there's no money there. Five million. Like, we could have, we could have, so, <laughs> but we could have sold him to a team in Turkey. You know what I mean? Like, we could have made some money there. You know what I mean? But you yeah. know, it, it is what it is. It, there was no need for us to hold on to him if we were not going to give him any any minutes at all, right? Mm. Um, I, I guess he also did get injured as well, so that's also another thing there. Um, uh, so yeah, so you'll make money off Fabio Vieira. You'll 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 make money off Ramsdale, and and. And what I would do there is I would buy a proper midfield. The other thing is I don't know about Thomas Party, and I don't know what the plans are moving forward. I'm, I'm assuming and I'm predicting this is that we're going to sell him in the summer. That's my prediction. I It's 50-50. I think, it's 50/50. I think we will. I I, 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 I don't know if, um, if he's going to continue with the team or not. I think it's a possible sale for me. But then you you also make money off that sale too. And there's one year left on his deal, I think, this summer. So yeah, which 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 is like either he, he renews the contract or we just make make the sale, obviously. So mm, that, yeah. that's what's given, right? And then um and then so you, you you make money there. That's three players where we make a decent amount of money for, right? And then we would go into the market, we would buy the striker that we need that will make us insanely competitive next year and i'm not talking about a striker we we, we build him and have a high ceiling because at the end of the day those are still risks right rice mm. for for me was not a risk rice showed what he's capable of and he's exactly showing that on this team right just go pay that money for a player that we believe is a good fit for this team that will take us to the next level 
right? And pay that money. If it's 130 million, go for it. But then we have those sales mm. that will allow us to buy another proper midfield. And another proper midfield for me is someone like Thomas Party, but younger. Yeah, that'd be great. Right? <laughs> yeah, but, a world-class midfielder younger. Yeah, I'd take that next. Yeah, and we, yeah. but we just got to look for him, right? We just got to find that player, find the one that 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 fits the style. You have Odegaard, who's playing um, forward, attacking midfielder. For some reason, we have Havertz playing there too. I don't know if that's going to be his goal moving forward or not, but uh, we also have Smith Rowe, and I think Smith Rowe has a high ceiling. And this poor kid, injuries are doing him no justice. Mm. And that's 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 yeah, people point really... to Arteta, but I, I do injuries are the primary reason why Smith Rowe is not if, getting the chance. If he just gets his his minutes appropriately and he just goes with it, I think this kid is is definitely one to keep. The problem is he just keeps getting injured. He's he's just injury prone. So I don't know whether. We should keep him this summer or maybe look this out. Again, that's something see. that they need to decide. They need to make the decision on. So all those decisions will come to play whether did we fail in this window or not. So if we do everything correct in the summer, and I'm not saying 100%, but if we get 90% correct decisions, then for me, it was the right decision not mm -hmm. to rush any signing this, this window. We Apple. took our time. We made the right, right signing this summer. We made the right sales. We get the right players to make us to the, to the next level. I want to be in a position where I'm like, you know what? This year, we're going to compete for the title, and I have no doubt about it. This year, I was like, I have my doubts. Next year, I don't want to have my, any doubts because we're going to have Timber back, and um, Tomiyasu will be uh, hopefully healthy as well, and we're going to have a lot of um, depth in, 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 uh, in the squad. So you'll have Jesus covering either part, you know what I mean, from 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 the wide players, or he'll be a coverage for the striker position in case um, the person we signed gets injured for a couple weeks here or there. Um, so overall, we'll have that depth that is required for us to compete. But we just we we need to make those decisions. We need to have those right decisions in the summer to allow us to to reach that level. And and for me, it's going to depend on the summer really for this window. Yeah, I, I think that we've got a lot of work, obviously, still to do. 100%. And we can make the right decisions, and hopefully we can do that. Abdul, thank you so much for jumping on the show again. Back-to-back so. -back <laughs> appearances, lovely oh, stuff. Uh, probably first and last time. <laughs> <laughs> You're fine, mate. Right. Fine. <laughs> See you. Cheers, man. Have a good one. Thanks to Abdul. Uh, Tom's up next. Let's get Tom into the call. How are you doing, Tom? Hi, I'm doing great. Uh, sorry, I didn't manage to come uh, last uh, last yesterday, right. but uh, it's all good. Well, I have a question uh, for you first. To be fair, yeah, your water bottle can, does it? Does yes. your water bottle light up? Yes, it's a water bottle <laughs> that uh, tells me what to down. drink. Yeah, yeah, it tells it. It tells me when to drink, uh, and it counts really? my drinking. Yeah, it, it's actually very helpful because. Um, <laughs> Uh, like you, I'm on a bit of a type of a diet, but one of the uh, things that I have to do is is to drink uh, a, a certain okay. amount of water. So it, it helps me keep yeah. it up. Yeah, I don't light up though. That's <laughs> impressive. That's, that's very yeah. impressive. No, I, I'm I'm terrible. I terrible with keeping up with the water. So I I had to get something that actually tells me. Yeah, how much yeah. I need to drink. So <laughs> I, I, if I have one of those, I just I need to stick my missus face on it because then obviously like she feel like she's watching me, telling me to, to yeah. take a drink. Yeah, that's the way. <laughs> that's the only way it would work. Um, have we failed in the market, Tom? Uh, well, 
Um, I know uh, it, it usually if I, it, even in people, I, I'll try to be more, a bit more realistic than, the, um, uh, you know, I had one of the conversation you had before, which, which was fun watching someone who's trying to, uh, to be a bit different. But, you know, in order to fail, you have to set a certain expectation. And I think in a different way, we didn't fail because there was no expectation to begin with. And this is something I actually really liked uh, from a Tata uh, and from a do compared to previous uh, to the Wenger area. Because in the Wenger area, usually what, what would happen is that we would have been told or say that we're capable of doing things that mostly we didn't. And, and we would waiting. You know, I remember the, the, the summer we, we only signed Czech, uh, Peter Czech. Yeah, so we yeah. signed him very quickly and everybody was like, excited and, and, and we were promised and things and, and then nothing came. And I think the, the difference with Ateta and Edu that they, they promise and they deliver and they, they, they say what's going to happen. Even last winter, they say that we, we will be able to get players and we did, you know, not exactly. Of course, we didn't get the Mujik we wanted, but we did get, I mean, we did get uh, uh, Trossard and, and of course, Kivio, which was a surprise. And, and, and we did went to try to go for Caicedo, uh, and try to use the opportunity to get Caicedo. And then we went to Jujun. So when they did manage, when, when they had the capability, they were honest about it. And when they don't, they didn't. I mean, they came from the start of this uh, winter and said, he came from the start of the winter and said uh, that, we will have maybe an opportunities, but don't expect things. And 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 as long as 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 they're honest, I can live with that. Because if if they're being honest to me and say, "Look, we'll try to do something." Yes, I was hoping that we might find, but they were honest and they said, "Look, of course we want to buy the Tonys and the Osimen. I assume if they were able, but they weren't available. You know, Tony was a hundred million, probably not even." I mean, they say the hundred million, but that's like saying, okay, if we would have brought in hundred million for them, so they will probably say, okay, so give us another twenty million. So let's move it up to one hundred and twenty. Mm. You know, they didn't. I don't think they really wanted to sell him. They just put the a, no, a price. No, 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 Arsenal are never were going to buy Tony in this window. But like, it was never. Yeah, gonna... exactly, exactly. And I don't think Brentford were really, you know, really about to sell him anyway. So, no, so yeah, not. they they made this crazy figure that. They knew nobody was going to reach it, and 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 the Osman is is the same case. I mean, they they made they made a a, 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 a release clause, but the release clause is only activated in the summer, so there yeah, was no it. price. It's exactly it's it's the same as the Casado case last. It's the same as the Casado case uh, last year. You know, when we offered mm -hmm. you know 60, 70 million, but they were like, he's not for sale. You can put a hundred. We won't sell him. So there's no point in 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 trying to do something that is not possible and i like that um way that Ateta and, and, and do operate because they're honest and they're honest and they know what when they can and they do when they can and they don't so um so so i don't feel like we failed in that uh point of view and um and even in the sales now i know people a lot of uh, came up and say criticized doing the sales, but I actually uh, had a bit of thought while 
hearing people say it in regarding and they you know they gave the for that the Nathan Niles um uh, case mm. which was really interesting because people forget and it, the thing is people remember the, the the point but don't remember the whole what happened exactly so when go on so so when when wolves came in with the offer mm. Nathan Niles was the number one right back we had yeah. so he was her, her number one you know he had the potential everybody was showing him the right back and there was no point of selling him because he was the young potential and then people forget that the actually the reason uh Maiden Niles career in Arsenal actually kind of failed is that mm. he he was adamant to move back into the midfield which yeah he was, it which, was left which, wing back, wasn't it? It was he played the left wing he, back position in that. Yeah, he, he, he yeah, he was. He, yeah, exactly. He was playing on the wings, and and there were, he was very good. But when he was trying to force his way back into the middle field, a bit very similar case to Oxford Chamberlain, who had the same case, yeah. and and he he failed in that. And not only did he fail in that, even when he was loaned out for West Brom, and he was playing there on the in the middle field, he didn't show any promise there. So it was a case that he kind of. You know, I mean, instead of, of, of getting, of understanding that this is what you're good at and actually managed to thrive in what you're good at, he was trying to force something that in the end of the day he wasn't good at. And he kind of backtracked his career, um, which at some point we couldn't sell him because, I mean, he wanted to play a middle field. He wasn't good enough as a middle field and we couldn't sell him as a right back because he didn't want to play the right back. It's really easy to say with the benefit of hindsight, you know, we should have sold him to Wolves for 20 million, but you're right. To point exactly. Exactly. And the first game of the next season in the Premier League as well. I think that was the game we yeah. started against Fulham. I think he started, I think Tierney was left centre-back, Maitland-Niles played and Willian obviously played in that 3-0. Yeah. And, and obviously the, the Cedric case and the Anani, which the same, I mean, those are two 30-year-olds with, 30 plus year old on the left last year. I mean, nobody going to pick. I mean, you know, uh, the players, you know, we usually want to sell and we're saying we're trying to sell are the people, the, you know, the, the kind of last, the players that don't play, mm. they're on minimum on the very, very low last year of their contract. And usually they have high wage. And, you know, people say that we don't sell well and compare us to other teams who sell mm. well, but, if if you take the same cases, if you compare cases that we have, like for Chelsea, you know, uh, for for example, Chelsea is the classic example is the uh, Baba Rahman. You remember him? Yeah, the left back. He's played for. Yeah, Alfie. they bought this. Yeah, exactly. So they bought this left back, and they never played him. He was loaned for like ages, like seven years. He was always on loan, and in the end, he left for free, and they never managed to sell him. Yeah, he had and, one, and, two, three, four, five, six, seven loans, <laughs> and then went exactly. To and yeah. and this is now this is exactly career gone ruined. Yeah. Exactly, and yeah. and this is this is uh, this is a case that you have to compare when you look at Cedric because we tried to offload him and on a loan at Fulham to try to to gain his uh, yeah. to raise his price, and instead people, for example, in Chasey case, you know, go and compare us, uh, compare ourselves to sales like gooey or mark gooey which was you know he was a, a, an amazing he had an amazing season at, at, at swansea at the championship or tammy abraham which were were very good very young and of course they had good so they had good value and yeah. i think this summer this summer what will be actually a do will be judged and when it comes to players that 
actually has a this a realistic value like for example Thomas Partey mm. um, if we sell him or or Fabi or, or Fabio Vieira players that are in a good age uh, are part of the squad are really being played and people might see them as a possible you know people will want to buy them not we want to sell them that that's mm. the thing so this is I think it's the right time to actually judge a do and ateta on the selling capability um now one thing i would criticize a bit um i do regarding this winter is regarding the loaning of the young star, uh, younger players and i think um and i give the example of first of all um i think one thing that we're not doing enough yet or we're trying or is um the players who are kind of in between the first team and the under 21 for example uh soza for example war rotors mm. um actually just uh, junior is actually uh sago is actually did left so he was yeah. i i think i think at those points we actually a bit missing the fact that i think we should loan them out because if they're not still good enough if, if they have potential for first team but not yet they need to get the chance to show it in other in 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 a, in a lower league or another team because this way we can get either they look incredible and yeah. we actually integrate them to the first team or they show some potential but then we get a distance but when for example world waters doesn't play for for he, he's too good for the other 21 but yet yeah. he doesn't good enough it plays he, he kind of put him in the middle and i think this is a bit of a thing that we we're missing and you have to remember that we have to remember that all the players i mean i know saka was a, a very good a very amazing um exception yeah but all the players all our young players who actually did succeed actually did went full loan even even uh bellerin he was a year long at uh, watford, watford or yeah. happy he was yeah, a year and yeah, yeah. and even bellerin when he came in people will forget but actually he came in because you know if you compare him is actually very similar to the bradley case you know in in liverpool but he mm. came in for for the injured debushi yeah. and and he, he then he was exceptional yeah. and you know remember he was team of the year and and he was yeah, basically chambers injured as well when bellerin came in am i remembering that yeah because right? uh, um, in the champions league i, I, um, I don't remember i don't remember that but i remember no he came in for debushi when debushi got injured uh, when he dislocated his shoulder and then yeah, yeah and then he was um, and then it was so yeah and then he was so exceptional you know he got immediately the team of the year and basically was basically was connected uh, you know connected to basically city and everybody and, and he was yeah, worth against Liverpool, didn't he? His left foot. I remember brilliant. yeah exactly um so i think in those players that we have uh to to get better value for them like for example i don't know how much we got for um for souza uh it's not it's undisclosed at the moment i trust me i have been trying all day to find out that yeah fact, but, but it is i'm told undisclosed at the moment yeah but this is actually a very interesting case because i think i know people say that um it's it's because you know they we have four left backs and and tyranny but actually people forget uh when they say the reason so the left is because but actually we are actually linked with with joel hato which is basically yeah. an 18 or 18 year old player who can play on the left he is and a lot better than lino soza 
to be e- fair. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. I think that actually, which which I hope I'm I'm reading the the plans correct that. The reason Lino Sosa left is because we actually looked at, we probably there's a very good chance we might get Gerald Hato, and then there's no point having another young, another potential. It doesn't mean we can't go and sign him in the summer still. No, I know. know. Well, the deal is not final. I know people say, but the deal is not finalized. And usually, you know, in in similar cases, usually get... Weird. Your mic's gone a Ah. bit strange. I don't know why. You hear me now? You hear me now? I can, yeah, yeah. Well, even if he gets a contract, you know, a lot of those cases, you get the contract to set some sort of value that that the team, you know, out of respect for the team. So, you you you, you know, you get the contract, but you're expected to be sold. You know how it works. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I think that we, when it comes to the, the youth players, we can do more. Uh, I've said this before. I think that we, I think Arteta is over-criticised for the treatment of youth players. I think actually gives youth players of course, more definitely. Than, than people think that he does. He's given seven Halen graduates debuts during his tenure. He's established players like Saka Smith, Rowan Ketty and Nelson in the squad. Yes, I they agree. were given debuts by other managers, but he established them to the players that they are now. And I think that, yes, we need to be better at loaning those young players, especially. Yeah, like exactly. I, I think I think it's the more the loan system. No, It's not exactly the... It's, yeah, that's, yeah. it's just the bit of the loan. And I know we changed the loan manager. And, and I think if, if we get this a bit better, we, we'll start getting those, um, those like, you know... We, and we had good example. For example, uh, Joe Willock, you know, mm. it's an excellent example of, of exactly the type of of loans that we need to do, or, or of good loans, that, or, 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 or loans that we're capable of, or, you know, that we're being compared when we see the, you know, the Brewsters and the Margoes. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be hard. I think some people sometimes just don't realise that some players are just better than others. Um, and that we just and, and exactly. We and exactly. As young players to be as they are. Tom, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you again. I think you raised some fantastic points and spoke brilliantly too. So thank you for that. Thank you. And I, I hope um, if I get to England to, just have a chat with you because it's always fun please send me a link to your water bottle i'm uh, (laughs) I'm really curious it's called i'll send i'll send an hour chat but it's called water io i i don't know if you have it in england but i'll send the link yeah something like that but yeah i'm techie stuff always into it lovely stuff cheers yeah i'll speak to you soon cheers uh, massive appreciation to Tom. Uh, we ha- I have closed the, by the way, I have closed the phone lines. Uh, we have four callers left. Um, we may be able to squeeze in a fifth, but I need to be off by eight. So the next four to five calls may be shorter. Uh, so just a heads up on those guys. Damien's up next. Damien, how you doing, mate? You good? You're well? Hold on. We've got a hashtag Drew moment. <laughs> this, there we go. There you go. Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad yourself. I, I want that water bottle as well. That, haven't I? Classic, classic example of poor listening. Um, <laughs> have we failed in this window, mate? Well, I, I said in the chat at the beginning of the stream, I don't know how you can fail in the market when we've had no money to spend. Mm. You know, it's um, when, when you could, what what concerns me more is going back to the uh, the, the discussion about what we're going to be selling in the summer because bringing in if assuming we are going to take the the fee on david raya mm. the money we get for aaron ramsdale needs to be enough to be able to bring in a number two as well because i don't think he's going to go with hein as his number two and then no. somebody else is a number three i think he needs to bring in an older keeper mm. yeah i mean yeah someone in their 30s that 
mm. is quite happy to sit on the bench that on the odd occasion when you need to bring him in, can Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, don't know if I'm <laughs> I was more of a joke, honest, but, uh, yeah. But I, I think that age, that kind of age bracket, you know, early thirties, um, that can play mm. with. I mean, Stefan Ortega has proven to be in a great yeah. number two at Man City. That type of deal is would be great, you know. Yeah, and I mean, even Liverpool have got it right with their their number two as well. He's Keller and Adrian have been, a, you know, very good yeah. their backups. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they've done a job. So I mean, we if we're buying what we buy in Rail for about twenty seven million. <sighs> Yeah, twenty-seven. It was a three million loan, twenty-seven million buy. Yeah. So, it, by the way, it, I think it's a really decent deal for oh, how yeah. good the keeper he is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And, but at the same time, it also means that really Ramsdale needs to go for around forty million if you're going to have the money there. Then to be able to buy your new number two before you're then mm. taking a loss, you know. And but what 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 I find quite interesting about this transfer window is whether this is going to be a one-off quiet January transfer window, or if this is a way it's going to be in the future. Because I think in previous years, clubs have just assumed that the Premier League don't take their PSR regulations very seriously. Seriously. But now they've seen what's happened twice with Everton and one with Forest. It's almost as though it's spooked teams into not wanting to spend money. You yeah, know, and what I would say from an Arsenal perspective is obviously that we did the Raya deal in the summer because of the profit and sustainability, and that yeah. was before those charges came in. But you're absolutely right to to, to hypothesize about that. For yeah, sure. so us and I'm sure other clubs, some other clubs have done it as well. But mm. in terms of us, we've had the foresight to realise that we're close to the line, and that's why we structured the deal in the way we have. But then when it comes to the summer, it kind of puts more pressure on Edu and Arteta and the recruitment team to get it right in the summer if you've got no room to manoeuvre come January. You know, because you very rarely get a good deal in January. It's mm. You're usually buying a plaster, you know, yeah. just, just to yeah. cover something up until you can go out in the summer to buy what you actually want. Um, for us, I think that really means we've absolutely got to get it bang on in the summer with the players we buy. Oh, we can't afford another Havertz situation. Like, no. and and if if Arsenal do go to try and sign a player that they, is they look at as like a project, which is what I look at Havertz as, is a project, like the idea of reviving that career. If they do that again in the summer, it's yeah. I mean, I, I often call Havertz um, Arteta's vanity project. Okay, you know, you know mm. it's almost as if Arteta wants to have that challenge kind of name that you know. Mm. Look at what I've done with Kai Havertz. Right. Because I think mm. I think he's probably the only person in the world that's willing to spend money on him. You know, <laughs> well, it's... Bayern Munich and Real Madrid <laughs> were both interested to it, be but fair. not interested enough to actually Just the balance, but Just not interested enough to actually try and push it through though. Well, that's you know, because I... Arsenal were Havertz is number one pick of the of the player. The way I certainly learned about it as it was going on was that Bayern were keen, Real Madrid were keen. Arsenal were pushing hardest at the time. And as soon as Bayern Munich and Real Madrid saw the numbers that were going in, it kind of scared them off a bit. Yeah. Yeah, because he's not worth it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, sure. But what, yeah. what, what I find quite interesting about it, though, is presumably when they're doing their discussions long before the summer comes along and they're identifying their targets, presumably there's more than one person they're identifying. You know, say they want a left back, a defensive midfield, and a striker, they're then going to have two, three, whatever targets that they're actually looking at, who the other options were instead of Havertz. Because I, I'd i love to know the reasons why 
a who them options were and why Arteta would have chose Havertz over them options. Mm. You know, because I, I struggle to believe that he would have said for whatever role I wanted for, the only person that fits the bill is Kai Havertz. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, that that's, like I say, we, we can't have that this summer. We just absolutely cannot. No, no, no. Every signing that has to happen this summer has got to be signings that take us forwards and that yeah. themselves are on the up, not players yeah. that need to be revived. Yeah, I would yeah. agree with you. And yeah. I, think, I think as well, in terms of like who we're getting out, I think, you know, most people are kind of agreeing that the likes of Vieira, Smith Rowe, um, maybe even Reese Nelson, players like that are ones that we need to probably look at moving on in the summer if we're not going to make any use of them within our squad because there's no point having them there collecting a wage mm. if they're just going to get five minutes in a game 10 times a season. Mm. No, I think you're right. I, I think it has to be... Ultimately, squads, I think, are going to be built of like 18 to 19 players that are going to play a lot. And then you have six mm. kind of players that are, aren't, you know, and main, they'll probably be made up more of, of youth stars that get options here and there. But that's, that's I think, the way forward of squad building. But, yeah. Damien, I'm sure to cut this one short. So I've got to get through quite a few people. Yeah, no, that's fine. Mate. We wrap up. But I appreciate you being patient and, and coming on, mate. Cheers. Thanks a lot, Tom. Thanks, pal. Much appreciate your time. Uh, Tommy was going to be up next, but he screws. Oh, there he is. I could see him. He was busy playing football manager. How are you doing, Tommy? Are you good, Joel? You're on mute. Take yourself off mute and I'll be able to hear what you're saying. Hello, bro. Yeah. No, I'm right. you you're right. Bro. I saw you playing. <laughs> no, uh, no, I ain't thrown it off yet. Let's just say that. But no, I'm all right. So, obviously, you're coming again. Tommy is, our, for those that don't know, our resident West Ham uh, supporter. Yeah. Uh, gives us a bit of an outside perspective on things. Do yeah. you see Arsenal having failed during this window? Failed. Um, I think it's too. It depends. It depends how you do at the end of the season. Like, if you win the league, you can go, oh, well, we didn't fail, didn't we? Because we won the league. But obviously, mm. if you don't, you can go, well, where did we go wrong? Should we have signed Sure, hand on the microphone, by the way. You're a bit muffled. Are you using headphones? Is that is that the reason? Oh, I can't hear you at all now. Why can't I hear you at all? That's... Is that what? There, yes, that's perfect. Yeah, perfect. yeah fair, isn't it? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I was saying, like, it depends It depends if you finish. If you win the league, you go, yeah, we had a brilliant window. But obviously, if you don't do that, and you're like, where did we go wrong? Mm. Then you start looking at the summer window. Do you? Got oh, hold on, now. he's back again. <laughs> there we go. Oh. <laughs> you're chaotic, you are. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. West Ham fan, what can I say? <laughs> Keep going, mate. You know, uh, but yeah, as I said, like you, you, it depends how you get on at the end of the season, really, Tom. I think. Mm. So obviously, if you win the league, you could be like, well, we didn't have to sign anyone. We we've done it right. We we stuck to our guns. But if if you don't, and you've got to go, well, we've got to look at the January window. Could we have done it? But then, as you said, it's the profit and sustainability. It's why why are we in this situation? Why did we sign Havertz? Why did we sign other players? These big deals. Why did we give deals to like Nelson and Ketia when we could have done it somewhere else? Do you know what I mean? It's just hard. It's so mad because when I was younger, I never used to like ever ever hear of FFP or whenever I was in the like, pub or at school, we never used to talk about it. I think it's obviously it's, it's modernised now, isn't it? You talk about the money side of football. Like I think it's more it's more coming to the game like later. But I never mm. used to remember talking about this when I used to go over West Ham ever. The only time we talk about money is if you sign a player break, like when we signed Matt Jarvis to West Ham, like fifteen mil. Yeah, wow, record signing. Yeah, it's like, oh. that's the only time you'd ever talk about money. Yeah, but, yeah, now we talk about it all the time. It's all we talk about. Yeah, you know? it, it does wind me up because I'm more of a grassroots football, so I'm like, oh, it's like 
money just in like stats and all that. I don't know. It's just I'm different, I suppose. No, I don't think you are. I absolutely empathise with your point of view. It is frustrating having to kind of talk about money all the time because mm. I mean, you know, when you think about when Arsenal were winning the, the Invincible season, you look at the squad that they built. They did it. Yes, there was obviously some high-profile signings in there, but mm. I mean, they signed Bergkamp from Inter Milan when obviously he wasn't rated at all. Stuart Pearce called no. it, I think, a waste of a signing. Henri was another one of those. And then you look at other players that have come through the ranks. Ashley Cole, of course, that was you there. Got, yeah, you, you know, yeah, you got uh, Campbell for free. So yeah, exactly. And it's more yeah, than, yeah, I know. Colatore was like five hundred grand, something like that. You yeah. know, it's, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> it'd, be worth like, it'd be worth a lot more than that nowadays. Yeah, hundred so, percent. Yeah, but no, it's hard. It's hard with you guys. Like the only thing I don't like is when you guys talk about money. It's like I think because I, I actually in what see sense? You guys, I don't know. It's like. I know, like I, I, I don't understand when, when people, when, when they go, oh, you spent seven hundred million, and then you go, oh, well, look at City, like it's because I know you're a third biggest club, like I see you as third biggest club. So yeah. I think if you're in the, big, I think I've got the same for every club though. So it's not like I've just got it for Arsenal, I've got it for Man United, I've got it for Liverpool. Like I don't think they should ever have an excuse for money for how big. I think that's coming from a West Ham fan as well. So I always go like, you shouldn't be complaining when you, you, you've got the silver spoons and everything, and you've got teams like us that struggle, and well, not now. But obviously, like you see, guys, you, you sh- I don't think you, Man City, Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool should ever have to complain about money when you guys have got like bundles of it. And then with mm-hmm. the FFP, then I should say, well, obviously, you should look inside and say, where have you been spending that money wrong? Because you can look back and all the signings under this regime. I'm not blaming all at Arteta. I don't. I look at it from both sides. But you've got to be mm-hmm. like, if you go through all the signings, there's been massive mistakes. I know all clubs have mistakes and everything. But when you're Arsenal and you want to win, you want to be winning the league. You got to be. That's why I get people more critical because you're not going for you're not going for mid table finishes. You're not going for you're going for the league. So I get why yeah. more people so are more critical. Be perfect or as near perfect as you can. Yeah, you have yeah. to, and, that, and that's that's fine. Like that's why I get why people are more critical and people go, oh, why is he going a bit? Done? You know, when you get people go, oh, he's a bit negative. No, I get it because it's sort of they're being more thing. It's like you know with Saka, like you know when people go, yeah. why 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 are people complaining about? Saka? It's because you put him on that level. You put him on mm. that level of world class, so people are going to be more critical. Sure, I think about like the the, the incomings wise about like perfection. I think yeah. that a side like Arsenal, we've talked so long about the fact that when you're going up against a team like Manchester City, your opponents who can spend and spend and spend, they can make a mistake like you know when they did with Mangala or they've done with Calvin Phillips or players like yeah. this. You know, they spent a lot of money on those players, but it didn't matter because they could just go and spend another 50, 60, 70, 80 odd million on another player. Arsenal haven't been able to do that for years. And so if we spent big money on a player, they had to deliver. So when we signed Kai Havertz, obviously in the summer... Mm-hmm. The idea is that he has to deliver. And I think that that Kai Havertz deal is, it's always, and I know some fans hate it. And I, I empathise with why they hate talking about Kai Havertz over and over again, because it must get yeah. really boring. But it is always going to be, at least at the moment, it's going to be something that gets referenced with Arteta. And, yeah, and you have to look at it. You have to, it can't be ignored, I think. No, of I course think it not. can't be ignored. And But I get it where people keep bringing it up, bringing it up, because it's, it's, it's not just Havertz. I get that. It's not just Havertz signing. There's all other signings that you've looked at. Like, I've looked at all your signings. I only see four or five that have actually gone, yeah, like, yeah. Like, the Odegaard, mm. the... Like, if I go through it, like, you've had, like, four goalkeepers, the defence, like, Trusty, yeah. Suarez... Oh, you can't count Trusty. He never played a minute for us. <laughs> you still signed him, Tom. We've got profit him? on him, I'll have you know. <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. You've got to look at the signings because I, you, then if, if you think, well, why are they signing him for and we ain't using him? And you've got to be like, well, what's that all about? Like the Mark Winoff mm-hmm. is where you paid that when you're supposed to be free and you paid the extra money. Now he's going back to Brazil. You've got to be like, 
well, what's going on? It doesn't mean you're negative. It's you wondering more because you want good for your club. You got you sure. want them because I I reckon Arteta's like it as well. As much as the people that moan about, because I reckon Arteta is like he has to be perfect because you know he's yeah, like he oh, has to be perfect. Yeah, and I, I oh, get that from him. I, I don't think anyone I can get... question Arteta's ambition for Arsenal. Arteta's yeah. ambition is to win everything. That's what he wants to do. You know, it's yeah. if if I I think the Havertz situation obviously does does fall on 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 Arteta more than right. it does the recruitment team because it, he will have to sign off on that deal. But you look at what what Arsenal have done under Arteta's tenure; it's only moved in one direction. It's only moved forwards, and now Arsenal have established themselves as a team that are expected to compete for the title every single yeah. season. And and we had obviously the phone and show yesterday about whether or not Arteta should sign a contract. And for me, those that don't want him to sign a new deal because they'd rather wait until the end of the season, I don't think that's realistic. So I say it's not a reward if we give him a new contract. It's just a, it's just for me the, the last step. You would sack him. Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. No. I mean, like people think because you've given them a contract doesn't mean you can't sack him. Oh, sorry. Like, yes, like, oh, that's exactly what yeah, I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. can still sack them. You, yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Like, Javi's got a new contract and he still got sacked, or he. He stepped down, but it's just I don't know. It's Arsenal. It's just oh, they go on about Man United when you're the same. You haven't won. You haven't won a like, Premier League in twenty years. So it's like yeah. you're both as bad as each other, really. Yeah, it's we like, can be. Um, I'm gonna let you get back to watching the West yeah, Ham game, which I not, sense is not you. going all that well, mate. To be honest, at the moment, Dominic Solanke yeah. scoring again. Good for my fantasy team. Not so good for for the Amers, though. I'm afraid. No, no. But no, thank you, Tom, and big up the chat, course, everyone. Smash the like. Absolute pleasure, Tommy, always. Speak to you soon. See you later, Tom. Thanks, pal. Uh, we've got... Uh, I am going to be able to squeeze in a third caller. Bunch of stuff. Uh, I can see we've got Basha, Amir, and Rocky waiting to come on. Rocky, I've left you a message in the private chat, mate. Just make sure you respond to that before you come on. Uh, Basha's up next. Uh, how you doing, Basha? Are you good, Joel? I'm good. How are you, Tom? Yeah, very good, thanks, mate. Um, you've obviously been waiting patiently. Thank you for that, first of all. Yeah, Tell no me... Worries. Tell me how, if you think they have, have Arsenal failed in this transfer window? Well, you uh, let me ask you a question first. Uh, mm. Is there immediate? He's need... come prepared. Yeah. <laughs> is there uh, any immediate needs uh, for the squad that might uh, hinder us from achieving our targets this season if we don't meet it? I'd say yes. Yes, so, I'd agree with you. Yes. Right. Uh, hence, uh, the answer is we failed. Okay. Uh, it's a really uh, good question. I, I would yeah. counter it by saying, "Do did okay?" So I think it's. I think you can't ask that question in isolation. I think it has to come with a follow up question. So if hmm. the first question is, and I think it's a good question, do Arsenal have needs in this squad going into this window that if they don't address, could cost them going toward their goals toward the end of this season? The answer to that question is yes. I think we are. We, you know, we uh, lack depth uh, in the wing areas. I think we lack depth in midfield. I think we lack depth in defence. And so the answer is yes. The second question that follows that is, did Arsenal ever have the financial freedom to address those problems effectively? Um well, uh, come on, I gave every, you a straight no, answer. No, I, can, I can tell you, everybody has uh, touched base uh, with uh, the Havertz signing, but uh, now knowing that those were the last 65 million pounds that we have to spend until the next summer window, even compounds the uh, the mistake. So, we, we it, it, it's uh, in not a way, 65 million pounds on the books though, in, in one summer. So it's sixty-five million yeah. pounds spread across five years because of amortization. So I, I know people say this, like we could have spent that sixty-five million differently. But I always am kind of leaning towards pointing out actually it's it's not sixty-five million on according to profit and sustainability. It was 
what it's 10 12 point whatever uh 14 point something maybe um yeah really not quick mass but i see where you're coming from but the whole havertz thing if you if it wasn't havertz it would have been someone else wouldn't it in the summer we would have uh, just let 65 million sit around if that's what we wanted to spend it, it, exactly and i would have rather we've spent this money addressing uh, the first need that you've mentioned no proper cover for saka for the second season in a row sure. that's not the first season for the second season in a row no proper cover for saka and the other thing is we've uh, started the season with only we have with only seven defenders i don't count cedric so you have oh, four you. <laughs> you, you have four positions in your back line and you start with only seven which is unprecedented and i ask you to check every single squad in the premier league any team that plays four in the back they have at least eight players mm. and we got we allowed ourselves to be fooled by the fact that uh, we have uh, players who can cover multiple positions but guess what this can and had backfired on us because when we uh, lost tomiasso we lost the cover for three positions. We lost the cover for the right back, left back, and right center back. Mm-hmm. That's poor squad construction planning to me. So yeah, start- I, I, and I think Harry's touched on this before about kind of the, the vulnerabilities of having a team which relies on versatility in some ways. Yes, we only yeah. had seven um, senior defenders, and obviously that was before Yuri and Timber got injured um that's seven with timber yeah seven with timber yeah 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 so, and so you're saying uh, we should have eight yeah and we, we've been lucky we're one uh it's funny because Partey away. actually started at right back at the start of the season. Yeah, so is, is yeah. that number eight that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, to me i mean I, i've had uh, issues with our uh, squad uh, planning and squad construction since last season and it continues this year too and uh, this is what really uh, frustrates me and the other thing tom the only way we can survive or be able to win titles with jesus as our main striker is uh, for saka martinelli and odegaard to score 40 goals and get 25 assists like they did last season and guess what oh sorry all of them together so i was like yeah i was like what saka didn't score 40 goals between the three of them so you can survive if you have that you can survive with a striker with jesus uh, scoring records but and uh, and again then i know that arteta himself said we knew that this could, could not happen again this season they would not be able to replicate those figures this season so i asked him what have you done to mitigate that you went ahead and uh, spent big money on Havertz, who scored <laughs> in uh, like any just check his scoring uh stats uh he's never been a prolific uh, goal scorer uh in any club that he played for so that's again a problem that we knew about our manager knew about and we mm. didn't do anything to mitigate it yeah how many goals do you uh, think jesus has scored have, in the best have season? Have, Havertz, sorry, Tom, Havertz scored 19 goals in 91 apps for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's, it's clearly no there, way... isn't it? Like, it's there, the talent's there. Yeah, but the talent is there, but his goals and assists figures, uh, especially if we have this uh, problem that we know, know uh, it was going to happen, and we're living it now. 
the lack of scoring and everything. So uh, mm. to me, um, yes, I know you have a couple of other guys, so I don't want to take oh, longer. No, don't... I'm just, uh, just the two I'm points. I'm rushing you on, Basha. Uh, one, one last thing before you go, yeah. then. Um, obviously, Arsenal signed, what, three, four players last summer. It meant that we weren't signing any players in January. Do you hmm. think if, if four is the number, and I think it's between three and four, is what Arsenal in summer windows are probably going to be looking to do each summer, is that yeah. going to be enough to satisfy your concerns in the next summer window? Three or four players? Three or four, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, it will. At least. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's the least we need, yeah. But for, do you think three or four, I'm, I'm not saying at least that, I'm saying those numbers, three or four, is that enough if it is three or four? Uh, if if there are three or four players that would be part of the 19 uh, players that you we talk about that would be playing majority of the games, yes, not four players that just play uh, get 10 minutes every five or six uh, uh, games. Yeah, if there are four proper players, uh, so that we can end up having 19 players that we can pick and select from, not having to worry about the drop in level, it should be enough. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Lovely stuff, Basha. I really appreciate your time and your patience, of course, as well. Always, no always worries, worries, mate. Thanks, mate. Have a fantastic rest of your day. You too. Bye. Thanks, Basha. Uh, two more callers to go. Let's get Amir on next. How are you doing, Amir? I'm doing well, Tom. How are you doing today? Very good. I'm going to indulge you. Amir left a message in our private chat if we could discuss the Arteta contract because uh, he missed out on the phone and show yesterday. More than happy to do that, mate. Um, should he get a new deal? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So thank you for allowing me to talk about that. I missed yesterday's show just with uni and work, so stuff like that. But in my opinion, for sure, he does deserve a new contract. Um, again, as you said, it's not really a reward, but just to tell him, you know what, you're on the right track. We're going like in the right direction. We see a small improvement year by year by year. Mm. So you do deserve this contract for sure. And also another thing is that, you know, it kind of protects our football club against like other clubs coming in and just like putting a lot of things in the media that like, oh, like Arteta is like our first choice. We're going to want him as our next yeah, manager. Yeah. And also another thing is like, let's say like we're planning on, we're planning on signing some new players like in the summer, like the Real Sociedad midfielder, Zuba, Zuba Mendy. Uh, Mendy, yeah, this summer. So he's going to look at it, but okay, the manager that I'm signing for, he only has like one year left in his contract. So what does that really mean? Is he going to be here long-term? Um, is the style of play going to change totally after he's gone? So, you know, it kind of also really helps in negotiations and also like other factors for him to get like a two-year extension on the year that he has. So it will be three years off our ball. So, yeah. No, I think you raised the points that I raised. You know, yes, I think you're, you're spot on. I would give him the new deal. As Tommy said earlier on the show, if you give a manager a new deal, it doesn't mean you see that deal out. It means you can sack them if you want to. If any player is looking to join the club, they want assurances that that manager is going to be there for the long term. You know, you look at Guardiola right now, he has one year left on his deal and you don't know if he's going to be there, there mm -hmm. at the end of the at the next season. So will players be looking at that and thinking, is there guarantees that, that Pep's going to be here? Klopp, obviously, we know is moving on, but we don't know who's going to be the manager yet. So they can't really... Um, look at pre-planning signing players or getting in contact really with players because the player isn't going to know who's going to be the manager when mm -hmm. they take over. So, yes, I think you're right. I'll, I'll end our... Because, again, I'm really... I know, I'm sorry for speeding along these calls. This because we're getting close to 8 o'clock. Um, the question that I kind of asked the critics, in a way, was, for me, 
the next contract, if and probably when it's signed, it has to be the contract. I think in the next contract, he has to deliver a Premier League or a Champions League title. Otherwise, he's probably taken us as far as he can take us. I think that's a really fair argument. And, you know, like I back him like in the comments and stuff. Yeah, the next three years, you have to finally like be able to see a trophy, at least like a Champions League or like the Premier League is the ones that we're talking about for sure. Um, like under the thing that if he's still being back like in the summers and stuff, if we go like into like a financial crisis or it's like a mm. situation just like Todd Boyle and stuff, then things would be like a bit different. But depending, again, we really want the Champions League and the Premier League. And I really am positive that, you know, he really wants it. Because I remember like um, the West Ham caller that you had on um, in the previous shows, because I do listen to it a lot. Tell me, yeah. Yeah, he, he mentioned that, oh, when you bring in like a, novice manager like you could tell them the board could tell him like do do this and he's not going to really speak up and that stuff right yeah like basically yeah, yeah exactly but like when you look at arteta when you look at this guy in the touchline in the press conference i don't think he's like he's that guy to be like okay i'm gonna do as what i'm saying trust me he is not <laughs> i've been on the receiving end of plenty of those stairs yeah no he is not he is not one to just you know take whatever so super he, demanding he, yeah yeah, he will he will tell Josh Kroenke exactly what he thinks. Yeah. Yeah. I know you got other callers too. I mean, I, yeah, sorry to rush you along. I really appreciate your time. Um and uh, and best of luck with the rest of your uni studies, mate. Thank you, Tom. Take care, guys. Take care, mate. Uh we're gonna finish our phone in with one more caller. Always nice to get a debutant on. It's Rocky. How you doing, Rocky? Oh, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Just have a quick look at your mic settings. Going to settings on um the stream yard at the bottom of the, the thing and uh, make sure the microphone you want selected is selected. Nope, still can't hear. <laughs> this is always what happens. Rocky, when you go into the settings bit and you go on audio and just check which microphone is selected and it will come up with like little five bars and if there's little green things showing up, it means that noise is coming through. I'll go through some comments in the chat box while you're sorting it out, okay? Lovely stuff. I want to get Rocky on, so I'm just going to let him try and sort out the audio. Um... Mikey says, everyone only speaks on money and transfers and players. What about the coaching and the information? And this is very true. It's a really good point. Like We often always talk about you know, the money the managers are spending or the transfers and the players that are involved. But do we actually talk about enough about the coaching? Do we talk enough about the improvement of individual players? Because if you go through the Arsenal squad and what Arteta has done is that we have improved so many of the players to different levels. Things have improved to a significantly higher standard. And whilst we all talk about the criticisms and the concerns that we've got in regards to, you know, the, the, the signings that we're trying to make or the players that we've brought in or the players that we may have made a mistake on, like Vieira or like uh, or Havertz, it's all of that, in spite of that, Arsenal have gone from that 11th position all the way through to where they are now, which is obviously competing for a title. And with the expectation of competing for a title, Again, um, I wanted to address this comment from Antenna who says, uh, why in the hell would you give 100 grand in wage for Enketia and Nelson? I mean, how did that happen? Jota from Liverpool is on 135k. How can someone explain that? And yeah, I, I can explain that pretty comfortably, actually. Uh, both Reese Nelson and, and uh, Eddie Enketia are 24, around the age of 24 years of age and so therefore when you sign those players at that age onto a brand new contract at a club that are ultimately competing at the top end of the table 
that is about the wage that you give to players of that age bracket in a club like Arsenal. It is not surprising to see them on that amount of money at all. And also Arsenal's funds and revenue and you know what they're able to pay players increased dramatically over the last fair few seasons. So that's why they're on that level of money. Uh, Diego Jota is, what, 26, 27 years of age? So he's two, three years um, older. And of course, he's been on this wage uh, at uh, Liverpool since, I think, uh, 2022, so two years ago. So when he was one year older than Eddie Nketiah. Um, so it does actually make a lot of sense why he was on that amount of money. So, uh, yeah, I hope that answers your question. Uh, Mikey says, good news is the opportunity that he has been given by KSE will assume a level of loyalty from him beyond the good times as well. There will be loyalty, but I think it's really important to discuss this point about the contract. And Amir may just come on to this, this, this point where he talked about it at length yesterday is that I'm in favour of Arteta, Arteta getting a new contract. I don't see it as a reward. I don't like thinking about the new contract as a reward because I think if he was to sign a new contract and he didn't win anything this season, if it was for a reward, it's a case of, well, what are you rewarding? And I'm not rewarding him with a new contract. I'm just continuing with Arteta because I think he is the right guy at the moment to take us forwards. And I think that this is the contract in which he has to deliver something to us. It, that has to be a Premier League title. It has to be a, a potentially or a Champions League title. That is is what we need. And if we don't get that, then I think that it probably proves he's taken us as far as he can go. Uh, Rocky, give me a thumbs up if you think you got it fixed yet. I can see Rocky sorted something out. You think? <laughs> uh, I don't know if we've got the thumbs up yet. I'm going to let him still see if he's fixed it or not. Uh, Amira says, uh, for years, fans have said that we should start playing our football, uh, our players like other big clubs. And when we do it, it's too much and makes them hard to sell. And it's true in some ways, you know, people are desperate for youth players to be used. They're desperate for, for young players to be given more opportunities. But we're in a title race. And can you afford to throw any of the kids into certain fixtures in which there's so much pressure on us needing to deliver a result? And I don't think that there is. I don't think you can justify that in loads of games. I think there's some games you can, but others you can't. Uh, right, let's 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 see if Rocky's ready, shall we? Uh, Rocky, is it working? It's not working. <laughs> I can't hear you. That's... Rocky, if you've got a mobile phone or something like that, try the link on there. That's the only way that I think you might be able to fix it. Okay? Sorry, mate. I know this is really frustrating. Um, let's go to Gary, who says, and Tenor, in response to him, Spurs haven't finished above us yet. Slow on that roll. Come back in the chat if it happens, but I suspect that you won't. Um, I mean, it's true. Spurs haven't yet finished above us with Ange. They're still very much behind us. Uh, I, I try to give people in the chat box, even if it seems like they're trying to be a bit antagonising, the benefit of the doubt. doesn't always work out. Sometimes you can be a bit naive about it. But uh, yeah, it is what it is, I suppose. Um, Brat says, if we don't renew, who would you like to see in that role? I have absolutely no idea, Brat, to be honest. I really don't. I, I don't know who you would pick at this stage. It's I'd want somebody who was like a serial winner that was um, that had won significant numbers of trophies and not just like in the past, like recently. I'd want someone that was established and in that position to be able to do that. And I'm not sure whether or not that option is out there at the moment. Rocky's ready. Okay. Rocky. No, I still can't hear you. Oh, no, I still can't hear you. 
I'm sorry, mate. This is really, I was just, I'm, this is really frustrating for you. I'm sure. Uh, I, I'm going to have to end the show in a second anyway. But um, that's a real shame. Rocky was waiting for ages to come on the show, and uh, and sadly we might not be able to get him on. Uh, Red Smoke says, Tom, uh, if not an Arteta route, but how long would you give Arteta? This is the question, isn't it? This is the question I always get asked every single week, every single show, nearly. How long do you give him? I told you, I'll give him the next contract and then he has to win a Champions League. He has to win a Premier League and he can't afford us to go backwards. If we start going backwards, then it doesn't work and you can't continue and you have to admit that he's stagnated. You have to admit that you can't take you any further and there it is. Right, last chance and then we're going to wrap up the show. So, Rocky, can you speak? No, we're still not. It's still not working. Rocky, I'm, I'm so sorry about this. Drop me a DM on Twitter, at Tom Cantor Media, and I'll walk you through how we can try and fix this for the next one, okay? Just drop me a DM and I'll try and sort it out for you next time. I'm really sorry that it's not worked out for you. Technology is always letting us down. I'm really sorry about that, mate. Um, yeah, please drop me a DM and I'll help you sort it out, Rocky. Um, thank you to everyone that's tuned into today's show. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to so many of you and, and get so many of you on and have your thoughts heard. Uh, I will be back with you tomorrow morning, bright and early at 8am, breaking down all the latest Arsenal news on the Arsenal news show, rather than the Arsenal transfer show, of course, which will be starting once again uh, a month before the next transfer window opens. Thank you for listening. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Have a fantastic rest of your evening, morning, weekend. Well, weekend? It's not even Friday yet. Uh, afternoon or evening. But it's been a pleasure and I will speak to you again then. Stay safe, stay well, stay happy. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.